Here we go. We're back in the bang. We've got a little blemish on the windscreen uh, changing lanes in the freeway last night and it's, a stone came flying towards the window and I was just waiting for the whole thing to crack but uh, anyway, it's got a bit of a chip hark in it which is a little bit disconcerting but uh, hopefully it won't affect the quality of the audio. Someone complained the other day that they couldn't hear the van revving up on their, uh, their speakers so I'm revving it a bit to add to impact. <laughs> um, I have um, been getting uh, a lot of memories sort of flooding back as a result of doing this and this is probably going to be one of the most important things that I want to talk about and it's something that I I'm really encouraging everyone that's got kids to do. Um, so the backstory is that as Buster was getting older, you go from hero to zero, you know what I mean, as a parent. One minute you're, um, one minute you're everything that they want to be, they're happy to come with you everywhere and play and go and kick a football and all that sort of stuff and then eventually it gets to where you, the driver, you take them everywhere, they sit in the back, they tell you not to talk to their friends and just drive, give you instructions when to pick you up. It's a really changing landscape for a parent. And they also get, they've got their own friends groups now, so they connect on PlayStation and the like. And so, yeah, you get sort of cut out. One minute you're, because uh, for me, I just love being Buster's and Millie's dad and I loved doing stuff with them. It was really so nice to uh, be committed to that without any effort at all. Um, I, um, I loved our little trips to the beach, um, you know, coaching the kids football, going out after work or on the weekend down to uh, the park or the school or the football pitch and, and just kicking a ball with Buster or throwing a frisbee with, uh, with Millie and you know, stuff like that. Uh, and then what happened was he, he got to where he didn't like the beach anymore. You know, he didn't want to play with me anymore. And it's quite funny when you think you're even saying those words. I, uh, I was really conscious that all of a sudden he was growing up and early stages of puberty as well. So um, he wasn't a bad uh, kid at all. Just growing up, you know, getting taller, developing and working out. He had a great body and um, he was, uh, yeah. So I I took him, because uh, of his growth spurt, you know, so I, I took him down to Amano Sports. Amano Sports, my God, what a great shop. So that's my big shout out today, Amano. They um, stepped up to and provided all the shirts for Buster Memorial for the, the team. They got special um, images put on the front, which is a picture of Buster and just be a good friend on the back. Um, that was pretty special. Uh, so thank you. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, right, okay. So I was very conscious that I was losing him. And um, as a dad, I didn't know what to do. Uh, and so I was trying to wreck my brains uh, on what maybe were the best sort of way to um, reconnect. Uh, easy if you give someone money to pay attention. You got them for a few seconds. Uh, and then, um, uh, then they're gone again. But um, parents are always forking out, uh, and that just goes with the deal. But um, 
what I decided to do was actually write a little story uh, and give it to him. And so one day I sat down for a few hours and just wrote down everything I could possibly think of to say to, to Buster. Uh, and um, I told him about me and my life, um, sort of the things I've been through, um, talked about him, what his, what, what to look forward to as he got older and um, what life was going to be like starting work and um, the sort of jobs that were going to be available if he studied, if he didn't study, what jobs were going to be available, what his life might look like, um, loads of things um, about my, you know, my party days, <laughs> all that sort of stuff, the stuff that you don't sit down, or the kids really don't sit and have the attention span to, to, to listen to. So anyway, I wrote it all out, and I did say at the end of the letter, ultimately, we love you more than anything in the world, and we will do anything to help you. Um, and that's absolutely true. So I had it all typed up, and uh, and I, I titled it My Son's Growing Up. I don't want to start crying talking about this, but I'm, my voice might get a bit wobbly. Uh, anyway, so I gave it to him on his 14th birthday, and I just said, mate, and he's in the middle of a PlayStation game, so I just said, look, I really want you to read this. Uh, it's really important. And um, uh, that's what I did. So I gave him the letter and he read it. And then I saw him later in the day and I said, did you read it? And he went, yeah, it was cool. That's all he said. And then there was a noticeable shift in how he interacted with me. Now we're talking about um, his birthday was in January, right? He passed away on the 1st of April. We're not talking very long in that time frame. So our connection immediately improved, and I really stopped trying too hard. And that's the other thing, too. When you're not getting your way, this is human nature, you try a bit too hard, you want what you can't have, and it, it causes the, the reverse effect. So I just chilled. I just let him be. Let him, you know, whatever. And... Um, he was more affectionate, he was, uh, um, so we would start going to the gym together, and we'd have a, an hour in the gym, and have a swim, and he'd, you know, I'd wait for him in the, in the cafe, and he'd spend an hour and a half in the shower, <laughs> and I'd just wait for him, it was just the, the best, and I did the same with Millie as well, and, um, but on separate days. So it was just a really lovely journey and it became a regular thing. You know, we'd get on the weights and then he'd get on the bag and start showing some techniques and stuff. It was, was pretty cool. And um, uh, just a, a, a different sort of uh, connection. Uh, this is alluding to the last couple of weeks now of Buster's life. And I may have touched on it before. So it, it's almost like a movie... Um, script the way it worked out it was a perfect ending in in many ways i did mention that he texted his football team and individually named them and told them all that he loved them and then thanked them all for his journey i mean that was just the most unbelievable thing uh, as a coincidence call it whatever you want but for all those kids that would have received that from a bit of closure goes it's amazing because a lot of the kids were just left hanging uh, that he spent time with, you know, and um, I'm, I'm going to mention a couple. Uh, um, 
you know, Cohen and Vian um, and um, I can't think of all their names. I'll probably get Millie to help me with that and go through this again. But um, beautiful friends that he'd known for such a long time that spent such amazing time with him. They they just had no, you know, it just came to an end. Whereas his football team, he had the, the wisdom to write this message and it was just incredible to uh, have seen that he sent that. Um, the two weeks before um, we went to the beach as a family we never did that because he didn't like the beach and we it was quite strange we were sitting there and we were like come on buddy let's go to the beach Millie's going to come so uh, he sort of reluctantly agreed and we all went down and had a ball Zoe was there and so it was really nice to play in the waves and things like that he quite liked um, getting smashed in breaking waves and uh, that was fun and we did that two weekends in a row which was unheard of um, he had a, a weekend at uh, Adventure World with a whole stack of crew that he was hanging with as well which was just fantastic and um, he had a big sleepover with about eight kids I remember I had a gig and um, I said to him look I'm not going to be in till one o'clock so if you want to have a friend over tonight, um, you know, feel free to invite someone over. That's fine. But I won't be in until late. So make sure the parents know that. And when I got in, there was eight kids in my kitchen all making hamburgers at one o'clock in the morning. And it was so cool. It's, it was the best thing. And, you know, the sleepovers were at our place. He was the sleepover king. So he would... Um, get them all cooking and none of them knew what they were doing but they just had so much fun and um, I remember him coming into me going have you, have you got any boxing gloves because they wanted a punch on in the in the lounge room and uh, and then um, and I used to have some training gloves that I gave him but they're only lightweight things so they would have knocked their heads off if they did them too hard um, and then I went through his room after and he'd actually went out and bought with his pocket money some really big heavy boxing gloves so they were obviously using them to uh, have play fights and things so and they were all just having fun they weren't beating each other up um, so the night the weekend before he passed away um, we asked him to come to the, to the park with us with the dog his mum and uh, come and kick a football and uh, um we went down to a local park, I think it was in Atwell, and just, uh, I got in the goals and he was shooting balls and he was scoring quite a few goals past me. Um, he was running with his dog and uh, playing with his mum. Um, and what a memory for me to have as the last memory of things that we did as an activity. Um, that was so special and when we got home he asked where his phone was I'd put it in the back of the car he'd seen me just put it in the back of the car and taking it out left it on the park on the grass and so when when we um, went to get out he said oh where's my phone and I said oh, it's in the door um, he said no no I took it at, it's, I left it at the park 
without any worry about it. So I just got back in the car and went back. And um, it was dark now. So we were looking for this phone and couldn't find it. And um, it was getting dark and we were trying to ring the phone as well, thinking it was gone. And then about half an hour later, a boy and his mum uh, and Daniel his name is now this young boy used to play in Buster's football team years ago and uh, left and went and played with some other teams now they always had this bizarre rivalry when they would play futsal or football because he was quite an aggressive little player he was a really good little player but he was walking around the park with his mum at this particular evening and then walked across to us and just said I found a phone, is this your phone? so Daniel, my god thank you so much because that phone become the most precious thing that we have uh, with all the photos and, and, and things that he'd um, uh, written and um, so yeah so that's how we got the phone back and then I got home and then Buster was there making making hamburgers again and um, I don't remember if we sat down and had a meal but he was making them for himself and Millie I think so uh, I'm only going to touch on this because I probably will talk about it again but um, I don't remember seeing him for a couple of days because I had rehearsal with my band on the Monday night it could have been the Monday night or the Tuesday night I'm really not sure but I um, would usually be in bed before Buster and so for me to say goodnight I'd just yell it out or just pop my head in his room and he'd be usually on the PlayStation you know, it gets to a point where you, you get sick of saying, please get off that thing, because as they become teenagers, they, they stay up later and later. So, and as you get older, as a, <laughs> an adult, you get you go to bed earlier and earlier. So it was really common he'd go to sleep before me. Uh, I'd go to sleep before him. And, um, but this particular night, I went in there, and um, he was in bed. Uh, it wasn't late. I do think it was the Monday night, because I'm guessing I've come in from rehearsal. So it would have been about half past nine. And he was already in bed, eh? And I kissed him goodnight, which I never did. And I just said, goodnight, beautiful boy. And I just looked at him, eh? And um, that was the last time I saw him. So pretty um, perfect ending, really. Yeah. Anyway, I hope this wasn't too heavy. I just wanted to touch on that. But my advice is write your kids a letter. Tell them everything you want to say to them. Don't be so hard on them. Let them live their life. Let them dress how they want. They're not going to dress like you. <laughs> they won't. And if you get too difficult with them, they're going to get pissed off. And they really will run away. You'll get the opposite to what you expect. Um, now, that's the advice that I'm getting given all the time by Zoe how I've got to deal with Millie on different things and so I'm just backing off and it's so much easier it's improved the connection and I did the same with Buster as well I got the same lecture about that because I wasn't getting my way and she just said back off because you are pushing him away and so that letter means that I've got absolute closure um, and there is nothing that was not said um, and um, it's more than a therapy I promise you it's a, 
uh, stops you going insane, I reckon. Now, who would have known when I wrote that letter that four months later he wouldn't be here? I mean, if I had a crystal ball, I would have done that. But I didn't. So something up there just threw that thought in my head and, um, and and push me to do that. So I tell everyone to do it. And people go, I've been meaning to do it. I'll get round to it. Well, fucking do it because you might not get a chance to do it. Sorry, I shouldn't be swearing. But you know what I mean? I'm really, this is like the biggest thing I'm ever going to talk about on this podcast. Uh, other than getting through this grief, I'm going to tell you as a parent to do it because... I can't think of anything more important that I've ever done in my life other than stop drinking for my kids. And I owe that to them as well, and that was an awful long time ago. So my kids have never seen me drink, which I'm really proud of, but that's uh, another story altogether about recovery and things. Anyway, big ups. Thanks for listening in on this, eh? And, um, yeah, give your kids a hug. Write them a letter. Okay. <laughs>